You're listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland Podcast. Now, your weekly message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Praise God. We're excited to join you today, wherever you may be, sitting at home, maybe riding down the road in your car, uh, whatever it looks like for you. We just pray that you're blessed, that you're enjoying this awesome summer. Uh, Again, we thank you so much for how you bless this ministry and that uh, hopefully we can be a blessing to you through these podcasts. We started talking last week about three battles you cannot afford to lose. Do a real quick recap uh, just to bring you up to speed. It's been a week or maybe this is the first time that you've listened. So let's pick this up in Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 5. Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go to this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So we talked about the fact that Joshua was Moses' successor. God had told Joshua in this passage of scripture two things that are very important to each and every one of us. Number one, that he gave Joshua a promise. The promise was that everywhere the sole of his foot would tread, God promised that he would give him that land from the wilderness of Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, from the land of the Hittites to the great sea. God promised Joshua and the children of Israel that he was going to be with them and that he would go before them. Not only did he give him a promise, but God gave him the power to do so. Verse 5 tells us that no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. God has given us a promise that he is with us, that he lives in us. We have a greater promise than even that that Joshua had because we have the spirit of the living God that lives in us. God has made each and every one of us a promise. God wants to be with us. God wants to heal us. God wants to give us abundant life. God wants to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. God has washed us by the blood of Jesus Christ. God has promised us an eternity in heaven. God has made us these promises and he said, until all of those promises come to pass, those that call upon the name of the Lord, those that are saved, those that are washed in the blood of Jesus, his spirit lives inside of them. So he's given us his promise and his power to see that promise come to pass. The biggest issue with Joshua that we find in this passage of scripture and the the biggest issue we have within the church and the believers today is follow through follow through. You have to follow through. What does follow through look like? Follow through for us today is staying in our word, being constant in in reading of the scriptures, being constant in learning the plan and the will of God for our lives. I hear people say that all the time. Well, if it be the will of God, you need to know the will of God. You just can't say, well, if it's God's will. I hear people, you know, they, they get sick. And they say, well, you know, and I'll I'll ask them, hey, do you want to be made well? Well, if it's the will of God, by his stripes, we were healed. That's his promise. That's his will. 
Listen, I hear people all the time that are struggling, that are suffering, and because they don't know the Word of God, they don't know the promises of God, they don't know the will of God, they, they are struggling in life and they should not have to do so. We need to learn to follow through. We need to learn to not only be in the Word, but we need to be in prayer. We need to have fellowship with God on a regular basis. We need to pray and make it an active part of our day. He tells us, he says, he says, pray without ceasing. Not just time that you get up in the morning and pray. Not just praying over your meals. Driving down the road, turn the radio off and pray. When you're, when you're sitting there sometimes and, and, and just get quiet and be still and listen to the voice of God. He told the prophet Elijah, he said, I'm not in the wind and the rain and the, 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 the thunder and, and all of these things. It's the still small voice. And we're never going to hear that still small voice if we've always got racket going on. There have to be times in your life where we turn off the television, we turn off the radio, we get into some place where there's no noise and we just listen to hear what God has to say to us. Prayer is not always just about us asking for God to bless us. Prayer so many times is listening to how he wants to bless us. We need to spend time in his word. We need to spend time in prayer. And we also need to spend time with other believers. We need to forsake not the sin of ourselves together. As the writer of Hebrews says, we need, to, we need to be involved in the local body. We need to be involved in church. Find you a church. Find you a pastor. Everybody needs a pastor, somebody in their life that can minister to them and disciple them. And we need to be involved in a local church of people that can help us, uh, that pray for us, that encourage us. That's what we're called to do. But in Joshua's case, as we look at follow through, God gave Joshua some specific uh, things that he needed to do, some land that he needed to conquer. But this is what we read if we flip over to Joshua chapter 11. Joshua chapter 11. Let's, let's just pick this up in verse number 22 because God had already told Joshua all the area that he was going to cover. But in verse 22, it says, None of Anakim, this is Joshua chapter 11, verse 22, None of Anakim were left in the land of the children of Israel. They remained only in. Now get this. So Joshua, Joshua had went in, crossed the Jordan River. First thing they did is they defeated Jericho. And then from there, they began to go out and they began to conquer all these lands that God told them to conquer. Joshua is nearing the end of his life. And it says that he had defeated all of the Anakin that were left in the land except those that remained in Gaza, Gath, and in Ashdod. Gaza, Gash, and in Ashdod. God had given Joshua some specific orders, but Joshua did not follow through and fulfill all that God had told him to do. So there remained those, uh, Anakim, those of the Philistines, those that were in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. So last week, we talked about how we need to learn from the place of defeat. And we looked in Judges chapters 14 through 16, how Samson, undoubtedly the world's strongest man, how, how he went into Gaza. That was God's plan uh, and calling for Samson was to go into Gaza and kill the Philistines. But once again, we see how Samson did not follow through. He allowed Delilah to, to come in and to wreck the promise that God had for him. But then we also learn that, that it was in his last part, in his death, that the Bible says that Joshua killed more Philistines in his death than he did in his life. Even though Samson was defeated because he gave the secret of God's promise and God's power to Delilah, and he was conquered. We see that God still fulfilled the plan that he had through Samson 
even in his death. We need to learn from the place of defeat. Samson understood, man, I really messed this up, but I won't mess it up again. And he calls out to God and he says, God, do you still remember me? And God used Samson at the end to push down, gave him the power one last time to push down the pillars and to bring the whole building in. So we need to learn from the place of defeat. All of us have suffered defeat sometime in our life. Learn from those mistakes and do not make them again. Learn to follow through and to complete that which God has called us to do. The second thing I want to talk about today is we need to learn from the place of defiance. We need to learn from the place of defiance. Go with me this morning to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. This is another familiar story to most of us. It is the story of David and Goliath. Goliath was raised in Gath, a city that Joshua failed to completely conquer during his lifetime. During Joshua's day, a small militia could have defeated Gath. However, since Joshua's time, since, uh, since that point, succeeding generations were content to allow the enemy to live within their boundaries. And there came a time when the entire Israelite army began to cower down toward those from Gath. One man in particular, Goliath. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 19 through 24 says, Now Saul and they all, the men of Israel, were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and shouting for battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in the battle array army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was a champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. For many years... God had been preparing David for the battle between him and Goliath. David showed up at the battlefield and began to lead the nation into victory, even though the people did not believe that he would lead them. God had greater plans in mind for David and for the children of Israel. In this chapter, we see the men who engaged in the battle, the methods employed in the battle, and the meaning explained for them of the battle. On one side... Goliath fought with a man's weapons, words, and wisdom. On the other side, David fought with dependence, determination for deliverance. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 44 through 51, it says, And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give you flesh for the birds of the air and beasts of the fields. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that the earth may know that there is a God in Israel." Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with a sword and a spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Verse 48, so it, so it, so it was, 
When the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried, ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. Then David put his hand in a bag, took out a stone. He slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell to his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with sling and stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in his hand. So David therefore ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And the Philistines saw their champion was dead and they fled. We see right here, though David defeated Goliath on that day, the armies of Israel fought the Philistines for many years to come. If Joshua would have followed through, if he would have followed through the defiance of the giant, the defiance of the children of Israel would have never had to be dealt with by David. But God promised and God defeated the giant in defiance of the seed of faith. And we see many, many times after that throughout First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, where several other battles took place with the children of Philistines and the children of Goliath and the, the brother of Goliath because Joshua did not follow through. What I'm trying to get you to understand is this. There are going to be people in your life that are going to be defiant. There are going to be people in your life that want to remind you of your past. There are going to be people in your life that are going to try to bring up your past failures. There are going to be people in your life that are going to try to criticize you for what you believe. There are going to be people in your life that are going to try to say things about your God, about your church, about your faith, about the things that you practice. And we need to learn to stand in place of that defiance and understand the promise that God has given you. God has called you for such a time as this. God has equipped you for such a time as this. His word is in your heart that you should not sin against him. I remember when God delivered me from alcoholism. I was in the car business at the time, and for many years, people knew me as, as this, this man that would go out and drink until I would, I would become a, a complete drunkard, and, and I would cuss uh, terribly, and I would get violently angry. And in September of 1998, when God delivered me, sitting in the floor of my son's nursery, and I cried out to God, and God delivered me instantly from my alcoholism, and I haven't touched a drop since then, but I went back to that dealership, and these people would mock me for months just waiting for me to fall. But I stayed true and I continued to, to share with them about what God had said. And as they would make fun of me and as they would mock me and as they would uh, try to do things to, to instigate me, to get me to lose my temper. And they would bring me uh, fifths of whiskey for, my, for Christmas and for my birthday to try to see what I was going to do. But because I stayed true to the promises of God, what I knew God had done in my life, it was about six or seven months later that people began to come and they began to talk to me. And I can tell you those days, because I stayed true to God's word, because God was with me and strengthen me and I continued to profess those things that I knew. At least four of those salesmen that I used to drink with have now come to Christ and are also preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were once defiant, but because I stood true to what God had done in my life, God had also begun to use me to minister to them. Goliath stood there in defiance over the children of Israel and began to mock their God. But David said, let me tell you, I don't come to you with a sword. I don't come to you with a, a spear. I don't come to you with man-made weapons, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. God had raised me up. God raised David up in a field when he defeated the lion and the bear. 
I don't know what things that you've been through in your life. I don't know what things God has brought you through. There have been hard times in your life, but God has brought you through them. The Bible says that we've been made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. Confess your faith to other people. Stand true to God's Word and what He has done. When others try to mock you, when others try to defy you, when others try to say things about your God and about your faith, you stay true to what God has done in your life. If God has healed you, if God has delivered you, if God has brought you out and done something amazing in your life, you stay true to that testimony and you continue to tell people about it regardless of what they say and you will be victorious and the amazing thing is is they will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus maybe not all of them but others will come and they will see because you will get the victory it's important that we understand that God wants us to learn from our defeats and God wants us also to learn from those that are defiant against him learn from those things so that we can go out and we can conquer If Joshua would have followed through, then the children of Israel would have never had to deal with Gath or Gaza. Those things are still taking place today in our our history. We see over in the Middle East where we're still battling today because they didn't follow through. Church, it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to arise, to follow through. Jesus said in in the New Testament, Matthew 24, he said, not until this gospel has been preached to all the land, Will Jesus return? If you're longing for his return, if you're longing to see people saved, you need to begin to share your testimony. You need to begin to share your faith. You need to begin to tell people about what God is doing. Don't worry about how defiant they are. Stay true to the word of God and the power of God and the promise of God will stay true to you. We love you. We thank you so much for all that you do for this ministry. I pray that we're a blessing to you as much as you're a blessing to us. If there's anyone out there that's listening that does not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, my prayer for you today is that you would call upon the name of the Lord. Pray. Ask God to come into your life. Let Him sit on the throne of your heart. Begin to read His Word. Begin to spend time with Him in prayer. If you need someone to pray with you, someone to talk to, call us. 888-688-0470. We want to pray for you. Father God, I pray for each and every one that's listening. Bless them and keep them. May your grace shine down upon them. I pray, I thank you, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy. May you touch them and strengthen them, Father God, through your word. And we thank you, Lord God, for all that you do in us, through us, and with us, because we proclaim these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about this ministry or consider supporting, visit us at teenchallengeuc.org.